Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-hosts, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? This is our first episode of November, finally, only a week behind. I know, I can't believe it's already November. It's crazy. We have lined up several special episodes, and today is going to be about Lisanne Froon and Chris Creamer. Also this week, we'll be covering the episode of Kathleen Stevenson, and then we're going to be covering Epstein's Island Part 2. Oh, everybody's been waiting for that one. Right? We're also going to be bringing you a bonus episode, which I think you guys are going to be getting a little sooner than you anticipate. I mean, we've got a lot going on this month, seems like, and we've got a lot of things to cover here. Now, we had told you guys we did not plan to cover this case, but a lot more is coming up to the surface here, and we decided to go forward and we're going to bring this to you. And so... We are deciding that we're going to do the Shanann Watts case on an episode. I know. I know. I'm sure you guys will be excited, but we will let you guys know exactly the date on the next episode. Now, since we have been doing really well with the new patrons, we wanted to give our patrons this bonus. Who knows? Maybe we'll be able to make some more bonuses once we obtain even more patrons. Hint, hint, wink, wink. (laughs) <laughs> now, Chris and Lisanne were both Dutch students who disappeared on the 1st of April 2014 while hiking in El Panista in Panama on a trail. After an extensive search, portions of their bodies were found months later. Now, their cause of death could not be determined definitively Dutch authorities working with forensic and search and rescue investigators initially thought it likely the students had accidentally fallen from a cliff after becoming lost. I mean, yeah, okay, that's the obvious reason, but the circumstances and aftermath of their disappearance has resulted in much speculation about their final days. Now, although many theories have been presented as to what happened to Creamers and Froon, no official cause of death has ever been ruled. Now, Panama authorities came under fire for allegedly mishandling the disappearance and aftermath. And further investigation into the case in 2017 raised questions about the initial investigation as well as a possible link to murders in the area. I mean, shocker the crooked cops we talk about this a lot now let's give you guys a little bit of a background on these women now chris and lisanne both grew up in the netherlands chris was described as an open creative and responsible individual while lisanne was described as aspiring optimistic intelligent and a passionate volleyball player Now, both of these women were powerhouses and had many goals. They had many hopes and dreams that was pretty much all stolen from them. Chris had just completed her studies in cultural social education, specializing in art education at her university. And Lisanne had just graduated with a degree in applied psychology. Now, only a few weeks prior to leaving for Panama, Lisanne had moved in with Chris in a dorm room and they worked together at the cafe restaurant called Inden Klein Hat. 
They both saved up money for six months and planned to go to Panama together on a special six-week vacation, hoping to learn Spanish and to do something significant for the locals, particularly volunteering with kids, which is so sweet. I know it was a bit of a leisure trip as well. Majority of their trip was to help others, which says a lot about their personality. And they definitely were very kind people. Now, they did arrive in Panama March 15, 2014. They toured the country for about two weeks before arriving in Bouquet, Cherokee, on the 29th of March to live with a local family for a month while volunteering with the kids. On April 1st, around 11 o'clock, they went hiking near the clouded forest that surrounded the Baru volcano on the El Panista Trail, not far from Bouquet. Some sources say that they took a dog that belonged with one of the owners at the El Panista restaurant, but that hasn't been confirmed. The woman wrote on Facebook that they intended to walk around Bouquet, and it was reported that they had been having brunch with two young Dutchmen before embarking on their travels. Now, some sources claim that the owners of the restaurant became alarmed when their dog returned home that night without the girls. Now, Lisanne's parents stopped receiving text messages, which both women had been sending to their families daily. On the morning of April 2nd, the women had actually missed an appointment with a local guide. And on the 6th, their parents arrived in Panama, along with police, dog units, detectives, everything from the Netherlands to conduct a full scale search of the forest for 10 days. Now, the parents offered a $30,000 reward in U.S. funds for any information leading to the whereabouts of the girls. 30000 American dollars? Not Holy even from hell. America, though, either, in offering that kind of money. Right? Ten weeks later, on June 14th, a local woman turned in Froon's blue backpack, which she reported finding by a riverbank near her village of Alto Romero, in the Bacos del Toro province. Now the backpack contained two pairs of sunglasses, $83 in American money in cash, Lisanne's passport, a water bottle, Lisanne's camera, two bras, and the women's phones in good condition. They weren't broken or anything. Now the women's phones showed that around six hours into their hike, someone dialed 112. Now, that's an international emergency number to use in the European Union and would be considered like 911, an emergency number in Panama. Now, the first distress call attempted was made by Chris's iPhone 4 at 4.39 p.m. Shortly after that, another attempt was made from Lisanne's Samsung Galaxy S3 at 4.51 p.m. None of the calls got through due to lack of reception in the area. None of the subsequent call attempts ever managed to really go through. On April 4th, Lisanne's phone battery became exhausted after five and the phone was never used again. Chris's iPhone would not make any more calls either, but it was intermittently turned on to search for reception. Now between April 5th and 11th, the iPhone was turned on multiple times without ever entering the PIN code. Either no PIN code or a wrong PIN code was entered at all. On 
April 11th, the phone was turned on at 10.51 a.m. and was turned off for the last time at 11.56 a.m. Chilling. That's my birthday. The discovery of the backpack led to new searches along the Colbury River. Chris's denim shorts were found atop the rock of the opposite bank. And a few kilometers away, Lisanne's backpack had also been discovered. A rumor claimed that the shorts were found zipped and neatly folded. Pictures of the shorts published in 2021 disproved this information. Two months later, closer to where the backpack was discovered, a pelvis and boot with a foot inside was found. Now, soon at least 33 widely scattered bones were discovered along that same riverbank. Sadly, DNA testing confirmed they belonged to Lisan and Chris. Now, Lisan's bones still had some skin attached to them, while Chris's bones appeared to have been bleached. Now, a Panamanian forensic anthropologist later claimed that under magnification, there are no discernible scratches of any kind on the bones, neither of natural nor cultural origin. There's no marks on the bones at all. Which is weird, right? Now, a disturbing set of photographs are at the center of a mystery of the disappearance and the death of these two young women in Panama. Now, local authorities are currently bewildered by a conspicuously missing photo file on their SD card. Lee Sin had a Canyon PowerShot SX270HS, which contained numerous photos, which of many were of a period of time leading up to the days of the girls' disappearance. And these are standard vacation photos of the two young women while they were traveling. There are shots of them exploring the jungle on April 1st, which appear to show all that. Then there are no images until April 8th, when 90 unsettling nighttime pictures were taken with flash in the middle of the jungle with timestamps between 1 and 4 a.m. Most of the pictures taken on the 8th are of complete darkness, while some show the jungle floor. But two pictures are alarming. One of the pictures of some of the girls' belongings on a rock, and the other shows the back of Chris's head with what appears to be a blood stain in her hair. The point-and-shoot camera numbers its files in ascending order. The way that most digital cameras do, when the Canon power shot was recovered by the Dutch authorities, there was a conspicuous missing file image 0509. This is significant because image 508 was the last photograph of them where they were in no trouble. However, image 510 was taken on April 8th and started in the darkness of the jungle. The camera has two methods of numbering images. Auto reset and continuous. This is relevant because if the camera was on auto reset and 509 was deleted before 510 was taken, then the camera would use image 509 again. However, if the continuous mode was in use, then even if 509 was deleted, the next image would be 510. Unfortunately, this camera setting is not public knowledge, but the default mode was continuous. Now, why image 10509 is missing, which could be a critical piece of evidence in this enigma, and the camera could have malfunctioned, but it seems highly unlikely, more probable that the picture was deleted. Now, if the picture is deleted from the camera, it's still possible to retrieve it. Dutch investigators attempted to recover the file, but didn't manage to retrieve any data, which suggests that the camera was plugged into a computer 
and the file was deleted rather than just deleted from the camera. Interesting, which means that the possibility was lots of time to play with around this. Now, most fingers seem to point at the Panama authorities, who have also been blamed for a poor initial search in the immediate days after the disappearance. Some suggest that there could have been something that they didn't want the rest of the world to see. It is also possible that an unknown person, possibly the one responsible for the girl's deaths, deleted the file for some reason, but not the others on the card with a laptop in the middle of the jungle. Dutch authorities claim that they have solved the mystery in their book, Lost in the Jungle, after taking a deep dive into the evidence and flying out to Panama to do their own investigation, and the pair concluded that the girl's death was an accident. Now, the authors believe that the flash floods, which are typical in the area, would make the strategically placed items impossible. I know that they've come up with their own conclusion based upon the evidence that they obtained, but it looks like a very possible outcome. But I honestly do not feel like this is the case. In fact, not only do I feel like they were murdered, but they were definitely murdered by a professional and someone who had killed people previously, which I do believe that this person has a connection to the murders in the other areas, which we'll cover at one point. And they really know what they're doing. They use their background and outdoorsy skills to make it look like an accident. Also, I know that you kind of had a very interesting conversation with a local as well yourself. I did. And we will talk about that a little later. But I do want to mention I originally came across this case based upon somebody on TikTok had requested for me to cover it. So I noticed that this case had so many twists, uh, leaving quite a bit around. And these women were not dumb. These two women are actually very incredibly intelligent. And I feel like they knew how to take care of themselves. Like in case like something happened, like a rainstorm, I feel like honestly, I think that they would have been totally okay they were used to being in outdoorsy environments and i think they were pros so i do not feel like them kind of falling was the issue now i'm going to start from the beginning now were you able to connect with both of these women yes now lisanne is more open to having conversations than chris but chris became more interested at the end once we started talking so the girls show me that before they went to the trip on the trail, I feel like they had met some locals. And I know that they had met a couple of Dutch boys, but I'm not even referring to them. They were having a grand old time. You know, they were just having fun in general. Chris doesn't normally let loose. Chris did for the first time. And there were many different men and women that had been instant friends with them. There were a few people that had traveled around the world just like them and also a couple of locals. However, the locals didn't necessarily like the travelers coming in and may have had their own thoughts on them. Do you know why? Nothing against the girls specifically, but sometimes outsiders make things a little noisy, too drunk. You know, they may even get to a point of an aggressive state, so... When travelers come in, they automatically get this, like, stipulation. They're looked at sideways. I mean, I can definitely see that makes sense. So how did they end up disappearing? Well, it's a little disturbing to hear, but I'm going to give you guys a lot of details. Now, I see that there were two men that were trying their absolute hardest to get their attention. But the girls weren't interested because these guys were older and, I don't know, I felt like they felt an ick vibe from them. But anyway... 
these particular men decided to like stalk these women and they were overhearing their conversation. And although they weren't necessarily fluent in English, they could understand bits and pieces. Now, from what Lise tells me, and yes, she told me to call her that, she says that these men had overheard them conversing about the routes they were going to take to make sure they get to the best place with the best photo ops, even possibly like videotaping, but they didn't necessarily do all of what they wanted. They were more so just discussing it. That's when these psychopaths had informed the women that they knew a very easy route, but also had some sort of like beautiful view and that, you know, we could take you there. It's not on the map. They knew exactly how to get there. They've been working those routes for years and they had been tour guides in the past as well. Now, was there something that was telling these girls, like, don't go with these guys? Oh, yeah. Chris was extremely suspicious of these two individual, like, they weren't well kept, maybe rotting teeth. In fact, she was the one who tried to tell Lise to go on their own. Don't even go with them. But, you know, the more these men convinced them about these beautiful placements and photos and things that you can never see... It excited her so much and she felt like she was totally drawn to it. This was all planned out the night before. And I see that before the two of them headed to bed, they show me that they did go to bed fairly early so they could start this new adventure early. And at this place they were sleeping at, not the hotel, but the, um, the people they were staying with, the family. Now there was another person that was staying there, I believe, as well. And they told them to be careful with the locals because... She had heard rumors about people disappearing. Now, again, Chris was worried a second time, but I believe that they did have like a mace or some sort of contraption to protect themselves in case anything went wrong. I mean, you should always follow your gut. I say that's the number one first sign. Absolutely. Now, I don't necessarily feel like the dog ended up going with them. I feel like the dog even knew something was up and they did try to take the dog on the trail, but he kind of just turned back and was like, nah, I'm good. So he went back home. Now, the guys had informed these women that bringing the dog to may also be concerning because they might be like food for other animals and try to hurt them so that that could also potentially be a reason why the dog stayed behind. I mean, I'm glad the dog at least stayed behind. I just do not like any sort of anything with animal deaths, mutilations, abuse, none of that. Oh, me either. Well, the girls keep showing me the number 12. I'm assuming that's 12 hours from when they started to go in a bad direction. She said that these men kept speaking to each other. And from the sounds of it, it was very different language, not Spanish. It looks like they were not really engaging too much with the women and just telling them to step here and go here. And at some point they had made a joke on how they were in a very secluded area. Now, the men had told the ladies that it was too far into the dark that they would have to camp for the evening and the women obviously disturbed by you know them telling this they didn't really feel comfortable with that and from what i see these men told them that they would give them some tea and make them feel better which made the girls a little bit less uneasy i feel like the girls at this point had taken pictures at the campfire drinking tea quite possibly a photo of the men in the camera i'm not entirely sure but i do feel like the girls started to get sleepy very fast both realizing they both had been drugged. Chris was the first one to notice. 
They passed out, and when they had woken, they were tied together in a dark with a fire, kind of barely lit, but a little bit. Did they happen to have, like, tape over their mouths? No, but they didn't need to. They weren't worried about running into a soul. These men started telling Chris and Lise they were going to let them go if they just followed along with what they needed from them. Chris was fighting them hard, though. I even see that at some point. Chris was able to escape for a brief period. I even feel like they were using the camera, by the way, as like a, I don't know, a flash to like get attention from somebody else. They were just trying to come up with anything they can do. Now, Lise was obviously not free and Chris didn't want to leave her behind. So she sacrificed her own freedom for her friend, which she has zero regrets about. So what happened when they found out that she had gotten free? From what I gather, Lise shows me that Chris had her back turned, trying to slowly uh, undo them. And these guys came quickly out of nowhere, and they were basically able to shackle Chris back up. And that's when the men decided these women were too much of a risk to continue to keep them hostage. And from what I gathered, they decided that Chris was going to be the first one to go. So why do I keep seeing a fire? <laughs> These men were raised on eating bugs and surviving in the wilderness. And if need be, part of their abuse and trauma from their lives. But from what I gather, they decided to cook Chris and eat her. I also see they did some sort of ritual with her bones, which could be the reason why her bones were bleached. But I'm not entirely sure. I can't even stomach why anyone would do anything like that but basically that's what happened and they did it in front of lease now do any of the locals know any of this how about this there are rumors spreading about this guy named estefan and what's crazy is that on the particular video that i posted on tiktok i had seen the name especially the name of estefan and i seen it in english first you know and then i looked it up on the Spanish side, and this is the name I came up with. Now, this person obviously is going to deny it and keep circling around that had nothing to do with them. But I'm also being shown that the police in this particular case are the kind of people that will smash your vehicle lights in and tell them they're going to give you a ticket or arrest you if you don't give them money. So, dirty cops. And honestly pretty significantly dirty cops and it doesn't start with just the police officers it's also the entire department and no one who really gives two shits honestly i feel like the family if they had come out a few days earlier i mean how would they have known right but they'd come out a few days earlier they probably would have been able to solve this case a little bit easier now from what i gather this guy is going to continue to get away with it but estefan we see you you may not want to come out and tell everyone what you did because you're afraid of the consequences, but in reality, you did this and your partner, maybe not this particular case, will get justice, but I feel like there's something else that will happen. You've hurt people in the past, and although only parts of their bones are found, I do feel like you kept some as a trophy. I do also know that you've hurt a lot of people in the past and kept their bones as well. This is not the first time you've eaten another person and this is certainly not the first time you've collected bones i would consider you somebody of a bone collector well i'm glad that there is a few locals that are willing to stand up against them 
it's got to be hard because, you know, you never know if they're going to be next. Absolutely. I'm glad that there are good people in the world that are willing to put their neck out there and, you know, accuse them and basically remind them what they've done. Now, with that being said, I do feel like these people are extremely dangerous. And when it comes to Lee Sand, she was rushed. Her case was rushed. I'm even seeing that there may have been some sort of surplus going on at the time. I feel like they were in that jungle for a while, but I feel like they had gotten word or something from like their local cops, like people that are friends with them, that these, you know, other cops are coming. So they had to like rush job with her, which is why they still had like flesh on the bones. I don't think that they took any sort of bones from her to keep but yeah there's definitely one officer there that is associated with Estefan and it was the one to just give them the heads up now have any of these men like paid the cops off you got it paid them off pretty good and also have in the past as well for basically like don't come over in this direction we're doing something bugger off it kind of seems like this case is like hopeless with no resolution Absolutely. And I feel like these locals that know can truly make a difference. Hopefully there's a good hearted police officer out there. That's one thing I feel may end up finding some resolution for. There will be a cop that actually does some good work. But when it comes to Lisa Ann and Chris and their families, I feel like Chris spends a lot of time helping animals crossing over Rainbow Bridge, especially the ones that suffered tremendously. Well, that's a feel-good moment there. Yeah. The girls also want to say that if there are any single females out there, never stop. If you're a woman who has a partner, never stop fighting. Make sure to scream loud. If you're being mugged or anything, she says that they kept fighting to the bitter end to save their lives. Well, thank you for sharing all those details today. And thanks to the girls for sharing and shedding some light on this case. Next week, we will be covering the episode of Kathleen Peterson once and for all. And we'll be able to figure out if she actually did fall down the stairs or indeed was pushed or beaten and pushed. Until next time, guys, stay freaked out.